access to committed corporations, a network of ambitious and like-minded entrepreneurs, and the opportunity to grow your business exponentially. This is the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council. I'm Michelle Suri Robinson, President and CEO of the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council. The MMSDC is amongst the largest of the regional affiliate councils in the network, serving more than 1,000 minority business enterprises and 300 corporate members. The views and opinions expressed on any program are those of the producers and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Kenny Media Group or Motor City Woman Radio Network. At our core, the Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council Design Series. We are back. It has been an eventful May, to say the least. Earlier this month, we kicked off the month with our largest event of the year, which was MMSDC, Michigan, MMSDC's Michigan Minority Procurement Conference. Um, over 300 businesses attended with the intention of growing their business. In addition to that, networking and having conversations and also developing their education level within the minority diversity and inclusion space went great. If you missed any of that or did not attend, the website is actually still up. We have things on social media in terms of recapping the events. We had the wonderful Angel Rich who actually spoke to our community um, from a millennial perspective, talking about how we could actually grow our community and how fabulous Detroit is. But we have a responsibility to tune in and do a better job. And you know what? You need to have tough, tough conversations about where you are in business and with people who care about your business to help your business grow. So we are back. Uh, let's see. And we are now already you know, got that underneath our belt. Great things are happening. The summer has officially kicked off. We are right behind. Well, Memorial Day is behind us now. I hope everyone had a great um, holiday. But guess what's next for MMSDC? That would be the June 12 um, MMSDC Golf Invitational that will be had, held at the Lakes of Taylor and Taylor Meadows Golf Course in Taylor, Michigan. So guess what we're talking about today? Hmm, random guess? Yes, that would be golf. Golf business and how to do business on a golf course, why it's important, why women should actually look at participating in these events more often and their role and position and perspective from a friend of the council and also a recently um, newly certified member, uh, Adam Clater of Tag Holdings. Hi, Adam. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks how are you me. today? Doing well, doing well, recovering from the long weekend. So how was your weekend? What, what did you do? You know, the typical grill out, hit a few golf balls. Did you? Take my dogs out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Were you here Were you, or did you go home? Did you go yeah, home? I was in Ohio. Okay, okay. Ohio. Yeah. That's what's up. How'd you play? I did well. Did <laughs> you well, did? Surprisingly for uh, being in the office too much. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, went well. Was this one of your first times that you've been out since the weather has really broken? Yes, yes. We played in the Ford UAW event by uh, Frederick Tony put on oh, last week. Okay. So, uh, a handful of times I've been out. So did you win? Good. Did y'all win? Some? We did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> what you all don't know is that Adam actually is like a pro golfer. 
So that's a legit question. Yeah. Used to, hey, used to be passed. That means yeah. you will always have that skill. That's right. You cannot deny it. So, Adam, we need to know, number one, let's just get the ball rolling in terms of MMSDC's Golf Invitational coming up June 12th, as mentioned before. Adam, what do you have to say about golf and business? Why, you know, let's let's actually look at the history. Like, if you go back, of course, mm-hmm. you know, golf has been a controversial sport specifically because of minor- lack of minorities or the position that minorities played in golfing. So from your experience of, you know, being a pro golfer at one time and this being an anchor part of your life and your career development, talk to me just about, you know, kind of like a macro view of golf and business from what you've learned. Uh, I believe they go hand in hand. Um, I've seen so many deals take place on the golf course. Um, it's just your four and a half hours walking around beautiful parts of the country with someone you potentially want to do business with. And golf is the sport that after that amount of time and the test that the game puts you through, you really get an idea of who you're dealing with. Oh, so okay. So yeah. let's so let's let's talk about the. I think this is a part of the, the part of golf that people don't understand the mental, the agility. You know, and it's not the typical, of course, basketball, football agility. Agility. So let's talk about you know that the competitiveness and the mind state, like you just said, um, of golf. Explain that you know, to our community who may just look at like, uh, I cannot get into it. I don't get it. Why? How does that, how does that mental or that test that's happening during the game facilitate and connect you as a business owner? Well, how does one handle high pressure situations? Okay. Pretty much every shot in golf, you're under pressure. Uh, in these scramble formats, is a team format. Is this person a team player? If I hit a bad shot, will that person come down on me or will they encourage me and say, hey, you'll, you'll get it next time? Uh, we have It's self-regulated. The rules are. There's no referees. So will this person cheat or will this person be honest? Oh, you know, okay. So these are the little things. Are you courteous? Are you patient? You know, Because if, if, if I'm playing with you and you're a beginner, you might take a little time to get used to it. Mm-hmm. But am I going to be rushing you or am I going to be patient and help you and coach you? So oh. it's all these tests, integrity. Uh, the first T kind of has the nine core values, and it's pretty much true. So in business, it would probably take you, I don't know, 10 dinners to get what you can get, get accomplished in one round of golf because it's four mm. and a half hours of lunch. You can really learn a person and their true behavior and mentality after a round of golf. At least, at least get a good window to it in terms of yeah what's on their mind or whatnot exactly i have never actually looked at it from that perspective i was actually forced into golf um (laughs) which is funny but it was i was forced into golf in a good way um because i was doing business Mm -hmm. the company that i was working for it was requirement for me to take the auto dealers at the time i was with autotrader.com i had to take them to play golf and i was like are you serious i'm 25 years old i don't don't even You know, but once I got out there, um, it was fun, you know, Mm -hmm. so I was a happy golfer. Number one, too much serious etiquette for me at the beginning. I was like, "Mm, I'm probably going to ruin your experience. But um, it was a it was a great it was such a great learning experience for me that young um, in my professional career Mm -hmm. and saw the impact. And, you know, the guys who really wanted to be good, but they sucked. And they were like, 
I wanted to be Tiger Woods because that's when he was all the rage. They're like, oh, but no, I suck. I'm not Tiger. But you know what? It was the ability to try to get the ball and where they rested. And and that was one sport where, you know, you had to keep going. And if you sucked and, or was just getting a hang of it, you had to suck it up and deal with it. Because if you're playing with somebody that can really play, it puts it into perspective of actually how difficult it is. It yeah. actually is very hard. So you think it's just easy. I'm going to just hit this ball. Yeah, not so much. You're but just that's where you hit, hit it right on the head there is perseverance. 98% of golfers are terrible. But who's going to persevere and keep going and keep practicing because it's just failure after failure until you get it. In terms of like a skateboarding, you have to fall a million times before you get good at it. You know what? So that's our quote <laughs> with golf. It teaches you that failure after failure <laughs> After That's right. failure, you have got to keep going. And God forbid you guys are playing 18 or That's 36 right. holes. That's right. <laughs> that is such great perspective. So let's talk about, you know, go, you go to quite a few golfing events. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do also. Um, let's talk about getting to understand etiquette on a golf course. A lot of people for the first time, um, golf etiquette can be intimidating. And this is a sidebar just a little bit, that I had a moment in reference because I do appreciate golf etiquette. We were at the park yesterday, and where we were sitting, it was crowded because it was Memorial Day. And the golf course, one of the greens, I don't know what hole mm-hmm. it was, but it was right behind us, right? And, of course, it's scorching hot outside, and it's not a day that golfers are there primarily, but it was a couple people that played. It was nobody on the course. But I saw someone walking across the green, and I was mortified. I was like, no respect <laughs> to yeah. the whole shirt off, like no, no. totally oblivious. Yeah, yeah. To I was like, I don't. Do they even know that this is like a golf course right here? Mm-hmm. And it was a small public park. You mm-hmm. know, I think it may have it may have only been a three hole course. I don't know. Yes. But I I just turned around and was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was I was offended, and that's what I had a moment yesterday, like. When did that progress to this mm-hmm. area in life that I have respect for the game now? So to see him walk across the green, I was like, oh, my God, that's so disrespectful. Yes. I mean, there's etiquette that goes along with the game, and some of it is unwritten. Yeah, so so let's – oh, so Adam's going to give us tips today. <laughs> Adam, what are the unwritten rules of golf that oftentimes people do not know? Run them down. <laughs> uh, start with dress, appearance. Okay. So – polo shirt khakis or you know your slacks of some sort with your shirt tucked in with a belt on for ladies you can wear the the athletic skirt but don't make sure it's it's too far up ladies they need to come (laughs) to your knees or some mid lower thigh area yes just something of that nature it matters uh make sure the shirt fits and women, we don't always have to wear collared shirts, no, actually. That's the one thing about women's golf. They really have nice clothes for us. Mm-hmm. I love my golf attire, to be honest with you. Like, some of my golf my golf clothes, I have a pair of golf camp pants that are literally the most comfortable pants exactly. that I have. So, a lot of people are sleeping on the quality of golf clothes, I would be the first to tell you. Um, but, yes, women, uh, we can wear a non-collared shirt, but it, it does have that athletic, you mm-hmm. know, fitness type of shirt. Um this is not a Lululemon experience on a golf course. Let's just no, start there, no, though. No. We're not. No yoga pants? No, no. <laughs> and then to continue kind of the arrival time. So 
typically people like to show up right on time for something. Mm -hmm. In golf, it's kind of protocol to show up an hour before. Okay. So if the shotguns start, in this case, with the golf event, if it's at, I don't know, 10 a.m., try to be there by 9. Okay. 8.30, since it's a scramble, you have your breakfast, and that's a way to network before the event. Okay. Because you're missing out on that valuable time of running into people on the range or registration. Mm -hmm. So some people will just rush there and have to rush to the tee, but you're missing out on that networking opportunity. Not to mention, um, it actually hurts the scramble or the people Mm -hmm. because then you have to be driven to your hole if, you know, you get there late. And so I know there things happen definitely Mm -hmm. for some of these events and people are aware, but you have to be conscious of that part of it. Everybody getting in their uh, cart, um, things being explained in terms of how it goes. So next you mentioned scramble. Please tell people what a golf scramble is. Basically, you play 18 holes. You have your four players, your teammates, mm-hmm. and everyone hits each shot. So everyone will hit off the tee, and then the four players will decide which drive was the best, and mm-hmm. then everyone will hit from there. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing, that second shot, all four players will hit that second shot. And if one person lands on the green and the three others don't, they take that shot that's on the green same thing with the putt everyone putts if one person makes you take that shot so if it was a par four you scored a three the team gets a birdie and so you do that throughout the entire round and what is a birdie so that's you got it in the hole one less shot than allotted on the scorecard so scorecards have 18 holes and the pars range from three four and five Mm -hmm. so that's the allotted shots that you can get it in the hole so, yes, when you hear golf etiquette or terminology or conversation and you say, I birdied that hole, that means that you got the ball in one shot less than what was on the score sheet. Yeah, Those are actually some of the little things that I did not know. And, you know, when I started, again, I was young and I don't come from a golfing family, you know, or big community at all. And it was because of business. And I was afraid to ask. I mm-hmm. was. I didn't. I felt like everybody was Tiger Woods but me. And that's the thing I, I reiterate is that 98% of golfers <laughs> are terrible. <laughs> and it's very intimidating for those that don't play or have never played that they kind of dog the sport or don't want to do it. But mm-hmm. give it a try because mm-hmm. you're leaving relationships and dollars on the table by not giving it a try. So tell us one of your favorite, you know, relationships or Uh, building moments that has happened on a golf course and your of course if you guys didn't know and I'll repeat uh, Adam actually had a wonderful opportunity of making a decision to go into business or playing pro so Adam can give us your quick uh, story about how golf you know and business work together in your personal life to get you here Uh, similar to the Midnight Golf Foundation or the first tee um, at a very young age, I was had the opportunity to take lessons from Jerry Hammond, uh, who's an African-American PGA pro in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. So I started at the age of seven. So with that, I just lived and died at the golf course. Really? Yeah, was your dad yeah. a big offer? He was, but it wasn't to the extent of me kind of pushing this it. This is what I want to do, do for the rest of my life type of deal. Okay. But through that, I was able to be mentored by... Um, political officials, business officials, uh, professional athletes, all of these people that I would never have met growing up in a lower middle class African-American household. 
So it just opened the world and doors to me that wouldn't be there otherwise. Mm -hmm. And there's no other sport like it. You know, where can a 10-year-old black boy interface with a 70-year-old white CEO? And it be okay. Yeah. And it's and it's on a level. And if your game is good enough, all of that is put to the side. You know, mm -hmm. if you can just hit the ball, <laughs> in a lot of instances, they're like, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. You can hold your own on a scramble. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, okay. So, that's um, Adam's kind of quick story. And, again, he did have the opportunity. Wait, did you play pro? Yeah, I played professionally a little bit and then caddied on the PGA Tour. Oh, that's PGA what Tour. it is. Okay. Yep. So, at that moment of continue to caddy on the PGA Tour or come work for Joe Anderson at Tag Holdings, I had to choose the Joe Anderson at Tag Holdings because people could see in me um, that – behavior that helped in golf would also translate in, in, in business in business well yeah. and that is very true because adam is my old soul friend who's actually a millennial that you would not know <laughs> sometimes but he is he's a real millennial. that's right he's a real millennial not like me because i am aka the fake millennial book and all those other things coming soon <laughs> but um okay so you know building those relationships so back back to that you know behind the scenes story what's one of your, your top stories of you know relationship made or something happened on a golf course that you you know being one of those pivotal moments for you wow there's so many um I'll give two uh one was I was playing uh, kind of professionally at the time. I had just come back from Florida because mm -hmm. that's where a lot of players from the north go down to Florida for the winter. So while I'm heading down there in the fall, I play with the CEO of a company who says, hey, you ever want to get out of golf, I want you to come work for me. Really? You know, and this is a guy of a CEO of a $600 million company. Uh, Yeah. Are we almost close <laughs> to a billion? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the other was last year at the MMSDC uh, golf invitation oh. where – you know, we're sitting and we're having the dinner afterwards uh -huh. and a prominent OEM is sitting right there. I don't know who he is, but we just strike up a conversation and it's the exact manager of the division that we need to do business with. Now, see, that's one of those ace in a hole like, yeah. bam, if, if this was this every dollar spent for this moment was worth it for this opportunity was not planned, was not staged. It was because everyone came for the great game of golf, but at the same time, we are here to conduct and talk about business too and the light-sided, light-hearted side of it. But at the end of the day, that is a slam dunk. Mm -hmm. So what do we do to that? We give a round of applause for Adam. <laughs> <sighs> for knocking it in the That's hole. Right. So. How did that relationship start well? And, you yeah, know. I mean, but that's the way of doing business on golf. You're not going in as a shark saying, mm -hmm. hey, you know, <laughs> what business can I get? <laughs> it's kind of like chill, get to know the person. Hey, your kids play soccer? Oh, great. Where where are they? This is where I'm from. So it's kind of a, a soft skill. You have to have that. And then it just ended up that that's the exact person I needed to talk to. That is definitely when you know your steps are ordered. And um, for the, the era of social media and the way business is being conducted now, I believe and see that golf is one of those uh, areas now in terms of how the business is done, that social media has not um, shook. Mm -hmm. It does not matter about 
Instagram and all this other social media stuff, the basis of networking on the golf course is still based and rooted in soft skills, getting to know someone, communication, talking, and establishing a connection that you can take to the next level. So many other rules of business have been rewritten, and that one is still foundationally sound and strong, which I actually think is good because we don't talk to each other. Everything is fasting, texting, and even though you may be answering uh, emails or even texts on the golf course sometimes you're not going to have the signal mm-hmm. and furthermore there is an element of the environment of golf that is one of the most peaceful and serene moments that I ever have every time I go play golf now I actually go I love when the course is really nice in the trees like that element of nature and the connection that you get with the earth you know and that part people take for granted because our whole world is concrete and you know moving fast and answer this email and you know it's the energy of life is real. So trees and breezes and all Birds, of those things. water. Yeah, you know, all <laughs> yeah. of those elements of the earth that, that do matter, that we take for granted. Um, again, being out over the weekend, I, I, I said a few times, like, I forget how really pretty Michigan is. Michigan mm-hmm. is pretty. It is really a beautiful state. But because we're so entrenched in our own worlds of just keeping life moving, you miss so many parts of that, and and that's the part of being intentional. So it's kind of like a place to get away from, you know, get a a a, a, a vacation in itself. You know, not the total space of a vacation, but hey, at the end of the day, greens they are taken very seriously and maintained very well, and it does provide a sense yeah. of relaxation and a downtime um, emotionally. So. We're going to take a quick break as we are halfway through our event. We are having a great day to today with Adam Clater of Tag Holdings talking to us about golf and how to network on the golf course, golf course etiquette. When we come back, we're actually going to talk to Adam today about women in golfing and perspective and why women should participate in golf more often themselves. So this is going to be interesting. He actually brought up the topic himself. Um, And being a woman um, golfer, not a serious one, but I do play and I know how to hold my clubs properly. (laughs) So that's the start. So we will be back momentarily. Katrina Turnbull, host for MMSCC Design Series podcast. Access to committed corporations, a network of ambitious and like-minded entrepreneurs, and the opportunity to grow your business exponentially. This is the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council. I'm Michelle Suri Robinson, President and CEO of the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council. The MMSDC is amongst the largest of the regional affiliate councils in the network, serving more than 1,000 minority business enterprises and 300 corporate members. At our core, the MMSDC does four things. We certify minority-owned businesses and ensure that these businesses are truly minority-owned, operated, and controlled. We develop MBEs to take on new opportunities, and we help to develop corporate supplier diversity programs across the state of Michigan. We connect minority entrepreneurs with corporate buyers, advocates, and executives, as well as with each other, to maximize the opportunities available to our constituent base. And we also advocate on behalf of the interest of minority entrepreneurs on a local, state, and national level. The MMSDC is always developing new ways to push minority business enterprises to the next level. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We are back with Adam Clater of Tag Holdings as we talk golf today. MMSDC's Golf Invitational will launch, or not launch, but will kick off June 12th. Um, just finished a great, great um, procurement conference event that was May 8th through the 10th. Wonderful success. And as as life business moves on also, and we are on to our next largest event, which we are excited about because it is definitely our indicator that summer is here and things are going well. So, Adam, let's get back immediately to the conversation. Women in golf. That's right. Women in golf. Number one, women are definitely a huge conversation across business, all scope of diversity and inclusion for multiple ways, everything from sexual harassment, um, uh, being able to have equal pay, all of these things. So let's talk about the equality and the conversation of women in golf. Perspective? <laughs> I would like to see more women playing. Okay. Uh, I go back to that kind of intimidation factor of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Of it seems like a good old boy thing. I don't. I don't want to do it. You have to be good at it, but you're just leaving those relationships and those dollars and those business opportunities on the table. Uh, so much of business is done on the golf course uh, that you're you're literally not being involved in the conversation. You are so right because oftentimes when I am on the scramble, I'm the only woman on mm -hmm. the team. You know, and a lot of guys come in with a foursome, but a lot of people don't. They like, I got two, I got three people. We need one more person. The organization takes the opportunity in pairs. And be clear, most people don't realize this. People who, and I, because I'm part of this, people who organize golf events, You number one, you have a cap on the amount of people that can play. So once you get your foursomes booked out, a lot of times the people who are orchestrating the actual event themselves know the people that are participating. So if they know that, you know, possibly business is trying to get here or when you register and you let them know that you're trying to connect or be with people that are doing, you know, uh, maybe services or products or whatever the case may be, they are conscious of that and will put you in a foursome that actually will be a compliment to you. Um, understanding your personality and, and other things like that. So I have had really great relationships and, and struck up some ongoing conversations just from playing with them that one time when they see me is, hey, Katrina. Mm -hmm. And it's really like I truly know them. But you're right. It was only that one time that I was on a course with them for four and a half hours, along with lunch and, you know, everything else that I was doing that day. Um. In terms of women playing golf, from you actually being a professional and um, maybe, you know, being a newbie to the game, how do you really help women? Pen how do you believe women should penetrate that old boys club? Because at the end of the day, it is true. It is an old boys club network. Golf courses just allow African-Americans, you know, to actually play golf in what in mm -hmm. the last 20 years at certain courses. So, yep. you know, that level of restriction and cultural um, discrimination existed alive and real. And there are a lot of people. They may not voice it, maybe now because 45 is in office, but, you know, are a part of that era where it was only men and white men, you know, and all these other obstacles. So what do you, you know, kind of what's your view on, on that? Well, the golf governing bodies, the PGA of America, USGA, they're having trouble with the numbers right now. So oh, wait a minute. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk. Oh, wait. So back up. So when you say ha having trouble with the numbers, talk to me about and, and this is something that I'm learning, teaching all of us. Talk to me about the membership side and PJ. Like, I would have never even thought to register. Mm -hmm. Like, that's something. 
Yeah, so as you have that, you know, the elder whites dying, you know. And not playing. Yeah, the demographic change of America, you have, they need women and people of color and and, uh, younger people to start playing. Really? They're just not there. Wow. Do you believe, though, that there is being mechanisms and conversations being put in place to ensure that diversity is being put there? They have certain initiatives. There's the Diversity 2020 initiative. I, I believe Sheila Johnson, Bob Johnson's wife. Oh, what is, is leading it for golf for PJ? She's on one of the committees, and I have some friends in my my past that sit on, you know, kind of boards. But it's kind of, I don't know. It feels like it's has a good heart, but in my opinion, if you want to really make change, why don't you go ask the people that the demographic you're trying to reach? Right. So if the board is only if it's 10 people and you only have two people on of the color. demographic you're trying to reach, that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, that seems to be our ongoing problem here across <laughs> America and a whole lot of other boards. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, f- to go back, if if you are a woman, you've never played, you, d- you don't have anyone in your network that's ever played, mm-hmm. it's kind of like searching for a doctor. You move to a new area, you mm, need a doctor a comparison. or a hairstylist. What are you going to do? You're going to do your research. Mm-hmm. You know, has this person won any awards? What's their rate? How close are they? Because the investment of $80 every two weeks for a lesson, it could be invaluable. Mm-hmm. So that would be my thing is to do your research. First, go through your network. Okay. If you know anyone that can play fairly well, because everyone seems to be an expert at golf, but going back to 98% of people are bad. Saying, the only <laughs> expert, the only real expert that I know that's legit in golf, that's a woman in Summerwood. Shout out to Summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So reach out to your network and try to find. Oh, and Carolyn from Comerica. No, Blue Cross Blue Shield. What's Carolyn's last name? <laughs> but the sister's good. <laughs> yeah, reach out to those people and try to find the PGA pros in your area. So PGA Oh, America, you're right. Because they have, yeah. um, that's actually listed. Mm-hmm. Right, that's like pu- public information. So if you go on. PGA, does it have to be the women's PGA website? No, no, or? you can take less, lessons from men or women, depending oh, okay. on your preference. Okay, so you go on there, the instructor is listed, mm-hmm. you can find them in any city wherever they are registered because, again, they're part. you are part of the corporation of PGA that's keeping it exactly. alive. Um, you register and you can get lessons there. Yeah, and just on, on do your Googles. Google. <laughs> <laughs> and and like I said, personal uh, network is similar to finding a good doctor, a beautician or barber. Now, I cannot. I never thought about it that way. That is now in terms of this is my marketing side talking mm-hmm. PGA people. OK, those of you working in the PGA who really want to make a difference. How about you all do a campaign for education on how you join the PGA and how it could benefit you? Those in small business and diversity. I think there would be a ton of small business owners that would actually participate and want to understand and just never knew that the PGA was an open resource. Yeah, when but, I hear PGA, yeah. I just think about the tour and watching golf on TV. It seems very uh, it, it doesn't even seem accessible. And I play. Yeah. I mean, they will say that we have these initiatives. We have this person in place. Okay. But why is there still a gap? Why am I in one of the largest African-American business markets? And I haven't seen you once. Guess who's going to be getting a call? (laughs) Don't get me in trouble. (laughs) Guess who's, guess who's, PJ, guess who's getting a call? I think that would be you. (laughs) That is wonderful, wonderful information. So, okay. 
Um, keep your PGA. I mean, being able to have a PGA, a pro golfer experience that is not intimidating, able to have a conversation. Um, most golf courses, to be honest with you, probably um, there are pros there. Exactly. You know, where you can go out and touch them. Um what do you believe in terms of, again, going back to the women's demographic, how do you believe that women participating in golf more could change the game or enhance business? Do you have a perspective from that? Well, just for the business aspect where deals are taking place on the golf course, if you're a woman launching your business or there's this event here but you're not taking place in it, your competitor is going to be there and mm-hmm. you're going to lose that opportunity. So I think just getting involved, getting the lessons, you know, it's kind of like a yoga session. Mm. It could be 45 minutes or an hour. It's meditative. You're outside, not in front of a screen. So just get out there, learn how to play the game, and just don't leave the, the these resources and opportunities on the table. I would also say from playing golf as a woman, one of the – actually, I have, I have a golf goal. What's that? My golf goal is I want a longest drive trophy. We can get you that. That's what I want. Shout out to Joanne Mackey. Joanne Mackey works for W3R Consultant, <laughs> was my uh, co-worker colleague at W3R, and that sister can hit. Okay. Ooh, I'm pretty sure Joe, uh, we call her J-Mac, has won a couple of trophies. So um, she's one of my inspirational women in golf moments because mm-hmm. that sister can drive a ball like nobody's business. So, yeah, that's one of my golf goals. It's just something about when you crack it off that mm-hmm. first tee. And I'm like, it's pretty good feeling. It is. Yeah. Every time I really get some good lift, I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, <laughs> I can do it. You know, it gives you a certain sense of confidence. But what I also saw from actually watching Joanne and playing with her and um, W3R has actually a league. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons, um, one of the things that I learned from her and saw, because like you said, golf is one of the few, golf might be the only game where a woman and a man can play on the same team and the respect will, will have to be given. It is not because I'm a man or a woman. Now, true enough, they do give us different tees. That's another golf etiquette. When you go on the tee, there are tees for women, men, and then wait, it's three tees, right? It's three yeah, levels. Depending on the course, okay. men, women, seniors, and oh, yeah. intermediate and very good. Oh men, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it could be a very a variety of different mm-hmm. reasons why how the tees are placed or what are their meanings, right? Exactly. But you gain and garner respect. If you have nine holes and as a woman you're playing and out of those nine holes, they had to choose your ball because you really were the one who mm-hmm. led it. Guess what that is? That's instant credibility and respect, period. There is it's no debate. Yeah. It's no, well, maybe. Nope. Because once you get off the tee, everybody is hitting from mm-hmm. the same sp- uh, spot. And technique and precision are are common across the ground. So it truly is a level playing field sport that I had never thought about it this way. But again, shout out to uh, J-Mac, Joanne Mackey, because I actually learned that from her. Watching her play with men and as good as she is, um, it was just times when she cracked the ball and I just was, it was like utter respect. I'm like, my God. It's respect. It's like a woman dunking. <laughs> yeah. That's how the guys look at it. Like, it my is. man, it she is. can do what I can't do. She can drive yeah, that yeah. ball. And J-Mac, driving the ball. Golf season has already kicked up. I'm actually going to text her today like, <laughs> J-Mac, what's up? <laughs> 
But okay, so women, we are telling you, you need to participate in golf for a couple of reasons. Number one, level the playing field. Make sure you're a part of the conversation and business deals are being um, done and you don't have to not be included. And guess what? This is a great way to be included in a conversation without it being forced just get placed in a scramble. You know, I, I'm truly am a woman of faith and God orchestrates your steps just as Adam last year just so happened to be sitting with the exact person at the exact company that he needed to talk to. Those things are not by accident, but what they are on your behalf, if you are intentionally in the right place, everything else has now the opportunity to fall in place for you to participate and reap the rewards of you putting yourself out there. Um, I think also... You know, it's an opportunity for you to overcome some fears because you you put yourself in this space again. I'm not Tiger. I'm not this. Mm -hmm. But you still went out there and did it and ha had a good time. Um, Angela Williams at Blue Cross Blue Shield, her foursome is always the bomb. Um, they come out every year. And just I, I know certain women now that really do play. And besides Joanne, there are some other women just uh, missing in terms of my just immediate memory. But those sisters are good, mm -hmm. you know, and it inspires me in all honesty. And from a woman's perspective, the clothes are phenomenal. And it's a good time. Actually, it is like yeah. I always tell people like, uh, no, I'm a fun golfer. Mm -hmm. Like, don't worry. It's not, you know, but I know who's serious. And I'm like, yeah, no, don't pair me with them because yeah, yeah. they're actually trying to win. I'm not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not right now. Yeah, not right yeah. now. Millennial golfers. Let's talk mm -hmm. about that. You being a millennial, even though people don't know that. Oh, yeah, so. Oh, right. so, Adam. But talk to us about the importance of millennials. What are some of the things or if you could give tips, let's go back up. Tips for a millennial. First time playing a golf event. Doesn't matter the age. What do you say to them? Kind of the same situation of kind of study up on the etiquette. It's not a lot, but just uh, pay attention to the etiquette. Look it up or reach out to someone in your network. Show up early. Show up early, Show millennials. Show up early. Um, and right now it is tough for us because we have, we're expected to stay in the office longer or people don't see the value in kind of playing golf. You mm. know? But really that's where a lot of those relationships are developing cultivated mm -hmm. uh, but trying to make the time because a lot of us millennials is just too much screen time mm, okay. you know if we could take uh two hours out of our phone every week and put that into something else like the golf course and i, I fall victim to this as well you know it's way too much screen time and need to get outdoors and do something uh to meditate um so i, I think it's just a valuable tool for millennials that we're not not using and the numbers with us in golf participation are down as well um so i think just getting out there getting involved it's a good time to have with your friends or your kids or like myself i'll go home next weekend play with my dad okay you know so when when do we spend four and a half hours uninterrupted with our parents you're right you know you know you don't even you have dinner table or eating together now yeah. it's interrupted it's it doesn't even happen mm -hmm. not in a structured oftentimes not in a structured environment everybody's in their own space and place and it's just taken for granted you know yeah. of having that connection and um you you know the other thing about that is you have to rely on people in those scenarios especially if you're new to the game you really have to be guided and mm -hmm. someone has to tell you what's going on and you're it's almost like you're vulnerable because yeah. I, I do when I don't play for a while I start feeling nervous again I'm like oh god did I is that right oh, yeah. oh, you know or just little things I'm like wait 
Is that etiquette? Is that proper? It's all oh, the wait. same thing. I mean, like me, like not going to the gym for a while. Like oh, you're that not. first time in the gym. You're like, man, I'm, a, you know, <sighs> I'm not looking forward to this. Yes. You know, <laughs> people are going to be looking at me, you know. So it's the same thing in golf that we have that fear, that vulnerability. But just those are the times and I know in my life where I've been the most happiest is when I push through something that mm-hmm. was uncomfortable. Yeah. And then what's on the other side of that is just an amazing time. It is. And, you know. Not and don't feel like you have to go play a full course. Exactly. Their driving ranges are mm-hmm. awesome, and driving ranges also have coupons and Groupons. Yeah. Carl's. Um, What's the new one? Top Golf. Oh yeah, Top. Actually, Top Golf is fun. I've never been. You haven't. You no, like it? No, like yeah. from a because the way it's simulated, mm-hmm. you it's actually fun. It yeah. makes it. It takes off the intimidation level mm-hmm. of it. It provides that gaming part of it but it's still the game yeah and it's like a video game but you're really i mean you really still have to swing you still Mm -hmm. have to do this so even you're starting off with a top golf type of experience it's cool it it really is um in the driving range actually my daughters play Um, my baby is actually uh really into it you know i'm she's mine one that she's like so when does golf start she's already asking and i'm like uh immediately you're going so that's part of her summer for me for her is because i know that minority women in golf is so you know is is definitely not something that you hear about often and when and when she can play like at this point when you start looking at what do you want to compete for in scholarships just say that's a you know that's one that's available that's a big one on the table i mean a a high school african-american woman could start playing and in two to three years, she could be, be offered a full scholarship to HBCU. Right there. So just know that it's part of mom strategy because <laughs> that baby, we we don't know what's going on with her sometimes. That's that's mama's flower child, yeah. flower power child. And she's, ooh, we just we just we're praying mm-hmm. and we know she's going to do well. We just not sure how far she's going to go off the path and come back center. But that's good. <laughs> you have her in golf because a lot of parents, you know, it's a lot of screen time for the kids. And you know what? That is the one and, and where she plays and just certain things like that's also part of the sacrifice because it's not cheap, but. There are some great organization of men and women out here that do play on these public golf, golf courses. One is actually at River Rouge. It's uh, Kappa Alpha Psi. Um, it's a group of men. They mm-hmm. take about 30, 40 kids, and they just have clubs. You don't have to have clubs. Just show up. And they really teach those kids how to hit the ball, and they take their time. And then, they, you know, as they progress, they'll take them out and yeah. – they do that all as a volunteer, you know, opportunity. And does it in, you know, does it impact and not in, you know, the time that you idea? Yeah, it does. But she was exposed. She played not as much last year, but she was five or six mm-hmm. when she first started playing. And, and she still has that, you know, desire. And she asked. And I'm like, wow, she's yeah. really, you know, still interested. My older daughter, she's like, ah, you know, but her friends are really good. And she's frustrated now that she's 16. <laughs> And because she's petite in size, uh, the twelve years old, twelve year old can kind of play at her. She's playing at that level, so now it's increased her competitiveness to uh, want to actually get up with her friends and have that ability to keep up with them. So well, it's a different keep level. Keep her, keep her playing because that's what happened with my friends. Is that? Oh, really? When I was going to the golf course, we all played basketball, but 
when I started going to the golf course more and they were still playing basketball, I would try to drag them along, mm-hmm. you know, from 10 to 25. Mm-hmm. And now that they're working for IBM or this company or this company, hey, man, when can I get some lessons? You can imagine how good you would be if you would have went with me back then. Even and if, even if you just went randomly, That's like right. just sometimes that mm-hmm. little bit of time, because it, it just like anything else, when you fall off the bike, you know, you may fall off. But once you know how to ride, you know how to ride. That's and right. the same thing, my little golf, uh, you know, how I hold. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's wait, Wait a minute. Oh, that felt right. You know, mm-hmm. little things like that. So actually golf, more golf for me is actually on um, the radar. I actually wanted to play um, women's uh, scramble over at DGC. I'm a member there. And it comes up so fast. But they have two sessions. So. This is a great way for women in corporate who, you know, your company may have a a, uh, golf membership or something. Look at the women's leagues. A lot of times these leagues just need enough members or people Mm -hmm. to circle in to play. So long as you're signed up and called to say you're available, you'll probably go fill in on a team that you you're never like a regular teammate but at least you're a filler and you can still get in when you can so whether it you know you get to play three times a year five ten whatever the case may be you're still getting that opportunity to play and there are a lot of companies who have um golf memberships you know especially larger ones and if you work for a smaller mbe you know the golf membership you may be able to just be a guest and it's worth asking ask hey, I want to build relationships. I know that the golf course is one of those places. Our company isn't known for golf, but maybe this is one area we can use as a strategic target place to be able to increase business. And I want to take that on. You know, now that's an investment. Now that's a real conversation. Now that's intentional. Mm -hmm. Even though you get out the office and have a lot of fun. Yep, nine and wine is what we say. (laughs) Because that's exactly (laughs) what it is along with some other stuff sometimes. But um, And MMPC for me. You know, a lot of people are just hitting them up on email. Mm-hmm. I'm looking them in the eye and saying, hey, let's go play some golf sometime. You think they're going to say, no. if I know that person plays golf, you're going to think they're going to say, nah, I want to stay in the office that day <laughs> and, and crank out 50 <laughs> emails. No, they're going to say, okay, tell me when. Yes, yeah, like, yes. I Oh, oh, you, you're, pl- you're paying? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going. Yeah. So it's no rule breaking or anything like that, but I know that they value that time out, out of the office and they know – they can really make a sincere connection and see what kind of person I am and the company I work for. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take one more break, come back and close out. Uh, we have Adam Clayter of Tag Holdings today talking all things golf. So we will be back shortly to close out and um, get his words of wisdom on how to make this June 12th um, Golf Invitational of MMSDC one of its best through networking and business development. to committed corporations, a network of ambitious and like-minded entrepreneurs, and the opportunity to grow your business exponentially. This is the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council. I'm Michelle Suri Robinson, President and CEO of the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council. The MMSDC is amongst the largest of the regional affiliate councils in the network, serving more than 1,000 minority business enterprises and 300 corporate members. At our core, the MMSDC does four things. We certify minority-owned businesses and ensure that these businesses are truly minority-owned, operated, and controlled. 
We develop MBEs to take on new opportunities, and we help to develop corporate supplier diversity programs across the state of Michigan. We connect minority entrepreneurs with corporate buyers, advocates, and executives, as well as with each other, to maximize the opportunities available to our constituent base. And we also advocate on behalf of the interests of minority entrepreneurs on a local, state, and national level. The MMSDC is always developing new ways to push minority business enterprises to the next level. And we're back, Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council Design Series. Today, we have Adam Clayton, and we're getting ready to close out. I had a wonderful conversation today about golf and golf etiquette and also understanding the PGA. Guess what? Don't talk about it, but the PGA is yet another corporation that is lacking in terms of its membership, and that is directly related to what's going on in the demographic and the change of the world. We are no longer a world that is captivated and controlled by a singularly focused um, community, which traditionally in this space was uh, a Caucasian male, um, probably anywhere from his 40s to his 70s. And guess what? That is not the reflection of business and those who are doing business today. And we need to participate. You can never have a voice if you don't try to have a seat at the table. So it's always important for someone to be that person to go out and, you know, gather and garner some traction and make sure that we are part of the conversation so just know pga michigan minority supplier diversity council community will be you know engaging more we're going to talk about this again and what that really means mm -hmm. thanks to adam clater and all his information <laughs> they're gonna be coming for me <laughs> they're gonna be like uh young man when you were playing here and a part of this this is not what we had in mind <laughs> but i'm um, also just talking about the importance of women playing in golf um, how networking business relationships are done and why it's important. Uninterrupted time, soft skills that you need to really understand are still very critical and important in business. And in this day and age of technology, those soft skills, soft skills set you apart. So, Adam, as we close out on this great uh, conversation for our golfing event, June 12th, what do you have to say in terms of closing? Any tips? What, did, what didn't we talk about? What do you bring up? What do you want us to know? What do you, yeah, what do you so want us to know? Probably the website, sign up, registration. When do they need to have that done by? And say that, Adam. <laughs> Get us together right now. Sign up and let me go online as my wonderful computer is here. Number one, Adam doesn't know that he just became the MMSDC also golf ambassador. <laughs> No, nah, Frank's taking care of that. Oh, Frank. is he? <laughs> Frank is taking care of it, but Adam is his backup. Yeah, Let's just yeah. be clear. So, oh, you already been tagged. No, nah, no. Nah. And then this is just one event, you know. Yeah. Spring, summer, fall, these events are happening, you know, twice a month. Right. And they typically happen on a Monday. Yes, they do. Um, mm -hmm. Ours is actually um, Tuesday. But, yeah, Mondays are Tuesdays. And it typically happens on a Monday because most golf courses are closed on Monday to the public. Mm -hmm. So this is their day that they're able to make money and have these um, events. Um, uh, MM, sorry, in reference to the website. If you just go on MichiganMinoritySupplier.org in the scrolling banner, you will see the June 12th uh, banner. And it says register now. And once you register there, we'll directly take you to the home page where it says Lakes of Taylor and Taylor Meadows Golf Courses. As you can see, we are so large in terms of our um, 
In terms of our participation of members, we actually are playing on two courses, but you can go there, find out about the um, sponsors, who's sponsoring, what's available, um, what the courses actually look like, and more importantly, golf clinics. Uh, Beginner Golf Clinic Lakes of Taylor is at 1230 to 2. This is a great opportunity for you to participate. You actually do not have to be a member of MMSDC to play. You can actually, it's open to the public. Anyone is welcome to come out and play. We encourage you, business owners, come out. If you are a new uh, golfer, the Beginner Golf Clinic, again, begins at uh, 1230 to 2 p.m., And guess what? You can get involved. And once you do that, you can also, I believe, purchase a ticket to attend um, the luncheon and different things like that. So it puts you a little bit, of course, not at the beginning of the scramble, but in the middle of the day. So when everything is wrapping up, Mm -hmm. you can participate in the networking. Oftentimes, again, people think that MMSDC and these organizations are closed. They are. There are definitely certain member events, but just like with any organization, how can you understand and learn the value of the organization if you never have an opportunity to participate in it? Here is a great, great opportunity, four hours of uninterrupted time um, with members of the organization who can tell you what the experience is really like and what you should be conscious of and and just get to get a chance to meet some new people and network and bond with them so again uh june 12th lakes of taylor and let me make sure i'm saying right taylor meadows golf course so we got that out the way june 12th is a tuesday any other um great facts or information no it's just my dream to see more women people of color and and, and young people playing the game Yet again, our millennial ambassador spans the scope. <laughs> I keep forcing, <laughs> keep forcing Adam, <laughs> forcing Adam into volunteering <laughs> and doing things. But you know what? He laughs at me, and then Adam comes through, and we are working. So you'll definitely be seeing more. Um, Adam may end up being a spokesperson <laughs> on the twelve. We'll see how that works out too. Don't worry. Yep. Darnell and I are going I back, you. and we're we're like, so you know, Adam got a lot of information for us that we should feature him i'm just saying so but thank you adam um for coming out talking to us giving me great tips i learned something new every episode that i have the great opportunity to talk to our mbes and connect and learn something and you taught me a lot today you you really did so yeah pga we'll be talking to you soon and usga get them both usga see that's what i'm talking about tell us adam Brand ambassador for golf at MMSDC right here, Adam Clater. Just trying to let you know, tag holdings, that's how you can get to them. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to connecting with you next week, 1.30 to 2.30 live and always recorded and able to be seen immediately on Facebook Live. So join us, MMSDC Design Series Podcast. Have a great day.